0: Yes, is that, yep, yeah. awesome. Good morning, how are you? I'm so excited. Oh my goodness, Carlos, that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen, seeing you guys being baptised there and hearing your story at the same time. Seriously, th- this is eternity we're talking about. <laughs> Flipping neck it's awesome. I'm just, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm just so excited because I was sitting there going, God, I know you give me a word, and he goes, Yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. He's like, it's what I'm gonna do this morning. That's what's what's really the important thing. So I'm really excited. Uh, who's who met us? We were here about three years ago. Who who okay, and who's never met us before? I just like seeing every hand go up. That's fantastic, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, um, my name's Tim Perry. My wife is Bronwyn. At uh, we have four children. And you guys have been supporting us for quite a few years now. You've had two teams come over. Thank you, Michael, bringing your, the teams over. It's been fantastic. If you get the chance, which you will have, come over as well. Come and see what's going on in Thailand. It's, uh, in, it's just it's fantastic. It'll change your life. It really will. Just going to another country, not as a tourist, but coming and meeting the people and seeing what God is doing in amongst, um, in amongst cultures and things that, that you've never experienced so yeah, God is good. Bronwyn and I have now been in Thailand for eight years. I think it is. It might even be getting close to nine. I, I don't know. It's a blur. Um, but we work with a, a group called The River Team in, in Thailand. Erica Mariana Clark, who you guys are now supporting as well. Thank you so much for that. That's fantastic. I heard that this weekend. I'm like, yes, I'm so excited. Um, Erica Mariana had been in Thailand for 23 years. Mariana's father was the first Pentecostal missionary from any country. He came from Finland in the 1940s, went to Thailand, and sowed 40 years of his life into that nation. He, While he was there, he, uh, he his wife and him were working uh, really hard. They, were, they went into some areas, in Petrabald uh, means nothing to you, but it, in this area which was really, really remote, and uh, they were at the train station, and they were meant to go... Uh, his name was Vernarasana. Everyone say Vernarasana. And they were meant to go um, to this place, and he had this Thai guy who was going with him, and they got to the train station, and the Thai guy chickened out because he knew it was going to be a spiritual battle that he just wasn't in such a really hard life. But Vernar went on his own uh, with his family and went there. He had four children, and his wife, all four of his children died of disease, uh, one at childbirth. His wife died during childbirth, he left that country uh, after his wife it buried his own children, uh, buried his wife, dug the graves, the whole thing. Uh, for, and he left that country. He went back to Finland saying, I'm never going back to that God-forsaken nation. Within nine months, he was back in Thailand serving God. The call of God. Sorry. And this is the people we work under. You. We, this is the background and the people whose shoulders we stand on and we stand together with. So... Um within nine months, he was back in the country. And uh, Mariana, he remarried uh, in Thailand. And Mariana was the child of that second marriage. She was never, he would, and Eric were never going to be missionaries. They were just going to support missionaries. But they have made an incredible difference in the nation of Thailand. If you go to Thailand and you ask people, do you know, the older people, do you know Vernor uh, Asana, they would say, oh, Mr. Pentecost. <laughs> he... So many parts, from central Thailand up into northern, there's Bible colleges, there's children's homes, there's churches all spread across the nation there where from the work of Venerasana. Uh Erica Mariana, uh, for the 23 years, and we've been, we've been there for the eight years, seen incredible things happen in that nation. We've, um, and I'm just really, really excited that today I get the chance to tell some God stories. It's not what we're doing but it's what God's doing in the nation. And we have the privilege to be a part of it. You guys had those shirts on. I have decided at nine years, sorry, at 10 years of age, I decided that I wanted to follow Jesus. I heard a message and it was about Him. It wasn't even about heaven and hell, but somehow something inside of me went, I don't want to go to hell. And that was it. And I gave my life to Jesus. And at 19 years of age, I, uh, I decided, I remember the day I made a decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. I'm no longer just being someone who's not going to hell, but I'm becoming a follower of Christ. And uh, at 19 years of age, I did that. I made that decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. And uh, it's been like this. It has. But I have never turned my back on Jesus because he's never turned my back on, his back on me. He is so good. You know, life is so exciting, Today, there are a few things that I, have to, I want to talk about, I have decided. And, and some of those things that I've talked about, I want to talk about are this. It's like I've decided that life is actually, you know, fairy tales. If you think about it, life is the ultimate fairy tale. It really is. You've got good and evil, they're real. You've got the magic stuff, you know, the twinkly stuff. And, and you might be going, what are you talking about? Well, in Thailand, I've seen it. Where as we've given our lives to Christ and we've followed Him and what He's got, the magic happens. It's incredible. The impossible takes place. And, and, and those feelings of, of like spiritual things, just, you know, where, where all the hairs on the back of your head come, come up and, and you know, and it feels good. Do you know what I'm talking about? The magic. I love it. I love it. Um, the, good versus evil. And good always prevails. I love it. It's so true. The great heavenly father, you know, it's real. I've decided this is real. There's kings, there's armies, there's wars, there's love. There's love. I'm missing my wife. My wife today is actually in Myanmar. Uh, That's why she's not here. She's in Myanmar. She's gone over there to connect with some people, some friends there, and, and just see if we can be more connected in that nation as well. And good always prevails. There's evil spirits. There's angels, there's challenges, there's opportunity. There is eternal life. Fairy tales have all got, and they lived happily ever after. It's not just something in a fairy tale. It's real. We get to live happily ever after. I hope you're getting excited. I hope you can see the excitement in my eyes, because I'm feeling a little excited this morning. There's the magical, the impossible. And there's the opportunity for the peasants, for the poor to become rich, to become part of royalty. Incredible for the commoners to be married into the royal bloodline. Is that you? If you have asked, if you have decided to follow Jesus Christ, if you've asked Him into your life, you are now royal bloodline. All these things that you see in fairy tales and that, they're yours. The magic sword. The magic sword. The sword and the stone. The magic sword. It's yours. It's all there. I love it. And we get to kill the bad guys in the spiritual. Look at this. This is your life. This is your life here on earth. This is eternity. This is eternity. And I love it because you grab this end and you bring it all the way up here. And this is eternity. That's our life. This is our physical life here on earth. This is it. Do you believe this? Do you believe it? Eternal life. Eternal life. We get to live forever. I love this statement here. It was by Paolo Colo, the Elk, and I think it's the book or The Alchemist. The I have no idea. I just saw it on, on Google and I liked it. We are travelers, and it wasn't in the Bible, so I thought it was pretty cool. We are travellers on a cosmic journey, stardust, swirling and dancing in the eddies and whirlpools of infinity. Life is eternal. We have stopped for a moment to encounter each other, to meet, to love, to share. This is a precious moment, but it is a little parenthesis in eternity. (laughs) I have decided that eternity is for real. I have decided that this is my life here And I am living now for eternity, for eternity. It's a precious moment. George Lewis Borges said this one, and I didn't like it. Heaven and hell seem out of proportion to me. The actions of men men do not deserve so much. Let me say it again. Heaven and hell seem out of proportion to me. The actions of men do not deserve so much. And I thought, oh my goodness, that is the mindset of our world. That is the mindset that can so much become a part of us. They do seem p- disproportionate, don't they? Like fairy tales, they're disproportionate. It's, it's out of... No, it's not! It's real! It's real! Heaven and hell are, yes, from our mindset, from our, our normal, natural mindset, they are out of proportion. But when we look at who our God is and, and the creation we live in and, and what He's created and who He is and His promises... It is exactly how it is. We will live for eternity. It is beyond our comprehension and beyond our understanding. What's he saying? What was this guy saying? He was saying, oh, it's a bit ridiculous. It sounds more like a fairy tale. Temper it down some. Make it more politically correct, more soothing to the air. No! No! How can we possibly temper it down? How can we do that? Either the Word of God is the Word of God, or this is just another book. This is the Word of God. I have decided, I know this is the Word of God. The words of Jesus Christ, I also believe the words of Jesus Christ are for all people. For all people. This great message, this great God, His great Spirit is for all people. We've been living in Thailand for nine years. We've been working with Muslims. Uh, sorry, we've been working with the animists in the villages for such a long time. We've been working with Buddhists. We've been working with Muslims recently and university students and rich and poor and, and uneducated and all sorts. And one thing we have learned he's the answer. He is the answer. This is not a fairy tale. This is the real deal for everybody and it's beyond our wildest dreams. Beyond our wildest dreams. I want to show you a video just so you get a little glimpse of some of the stuff we're doing. This is a bit of an overview, just that I think it said one on it or yeah, cool, thank you.
1: Thailand is a nation of 67 million people. It carries many diverse cultures within its borders from the animus people of the Northern Hill Tribes to the Muslim-dominated South. From the traditional Buddhist cities and displaced people groups to the mega city of Bangkok. The river, led by Eric and Mariana Clare and National Ties, work in Thailand for the transformation of communities and cities. In the Northern Hill Tribes, the river have seen whole communities transformed by the power of Christ, and continue to see this today. In Chiang Mai, the river trains people from across Thailand and other countries as Christian leaders and ministers, as well as effective community development workers. They are then sent across the nation, loving God and loving people. In 2011, a new work in the volatile south of Thailand began. God has given the River Team favor with community, including government leaders. The River House has become a place where many feel free to come, connect, and experience the love of Christ. This city, an international border town, is a hub for sex trafficking, with many girls trafficked from eastern Thailand and neighboring countries. The river is connecting with the girls and owners, bringing hope to the hopeless. Through partnership with other organizations, these issues are being addressed at a nationwide level. Recently, the river began a new work in Bangkok in the inner city district of Patumwan. The wealth of international shopping centres clashes in stark contrast with its neighbouring poverty. The river has entered into partnership with local community leaders to help facilitate community transformation in these slums. The river is also planting a vibrant city church in the heart of Bangkok with the vision of seeing this mega city transformed. The river, bringing hope that transforms communities.
0: Yeah, we have found that the love of Jesus Christ is the answer for every every religious group, every uh, tribal group, every every group we've found, we've found that People are looking for Jesus. You know, we were working down in the south of Thailand with the Muslim people there. And uh, going into a, it's actually a terrorist spot. It's a no-go zone in the in the, um, uh, if the Australian government thing. It says, do not go into this area. And there is a good reason because bombs go off and, and there are shootings. And, and I think since 2006 has been, been about 6,000 people shot and killed in these areas. But you know, when God calls you to go somewhere, you're in the safest place you could possibly be. When God calls you to go, man, you're in the right place. And we have decided we're just going to follow Jesus. We're going to do what Jesus asked us to do. You know, I came from a small country town in New Zealand, a town of 1,800 um, people called Bulls. And uh, nobody knows where Bulls is. Nobody knew who I was. You're, you know who Bulls is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we're there, and the God... God looks, you know, God's, God's not looking at the outward appearance. I was the shortest guy in my class. So, you know, all, all those sort of things. You know, in the Bible, you know, the little guy who's in the smallest town in the smallest country, New Zealand. And yet God's not looking at that. He's looking at the heart. He's just looking at your heart. And he's going, who's going to decide? Who's going to decide to follow me with all your heart? And, and we, we've just walked this walk where we just said, Jesus, just do what you want to do in our lives. We just want to follow you. We just want whatever you do. And I've decided to believe you. I've decided to believe you. When you say something, I'm going to do it. We've gone into these villages and uh, quite a few years ago now, but we've had whole villages come to Christ, just whole villages, you know, animistic people. who There's witch doctors in these villages. Noot, you guys have met Noot. And Noot's in his, his home there. And his whole village were uh, opium-smoking, uh animistic spirit worshippers. his grandfathers um the great the the head witch doctor of the whole region his mother's a witch doctor his his uncles are witch doctors just crazy stuff now these guys can do stuff you know that if they put a curse on you you're your history that's just the way it is you 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 die that's just what happens sorry except for jesus of course but you know um and, and this village uh Eric and Mariana were going in, there, going in there for about three years, three and a half years, and just preaching and playing some music and looking really dorky, and but just playing some music and preaching. But these people live out where, you know, there's nothing as dorky it's because they have nothing out in these villages. And uh, they're there, and, and his uncle comes to Christ first. He was a town drunk. And then Nook came to Christ. And then... Uh, some others came to Christ, and then his grandfather gave his life to Christ. And the whole spiritual dynamic of that whole village changed. And now that village is just, you, have you been there? You Bunburuk, which was, yet yeah, they've been there. And it is the most amazing place on the planet. You just go into this place, and it's like, oh, Jesus is here. It's, uh, and, and, you know, that whole village, we've seen that time and time again in different areas where God does the miraculous, where he's taken whole villages and things that we thought were impossible is where he works. It's the fairy tale stuff. It works. He works. But we just got to go, I've decided to believe you and I've decided to follow you. God, you have so much for our lives. Um, I probably, no, I don't have time. So I've got another one there. We just recently, and another lady who's a witch doctor in one of our other villages just uh, the story tells of she was she gave her life to Christ, but before she was doing that, she had her eyes she couldn't see, uh, and she was going blind, and she was doing all of her stuff, um, not seance stuff, but the occultic stuff to, to the spirits that she worked with, and as she's doing that, nothing's working. And then she just had this thought, she said, one day I had this thought, oh, maybe it's, this, I think it's the spirits who are doing it to me. And she decided, she said, I had this thought, I'll go and see the Christian guy to see if he can help. She said, as I had that thought, the demons came and tried to choke me to death. And, and just this different world they live in, you know, tried to choke me. She said, but when I got up there and I, and I spoke to them and I gave my life to Jesus um, and they prayed for me from that day on, they've never come back. I've had no spirits and her eyes were healed. I think it was just last year, beautiful story. It was just last year that that woman actually went to, she didn't last maybe a year. It was only two years ago that happened. And a year after that, she died. And she's now for eternity. (laughs) For eternity. I love it. You know, I love it. So many people we work with. Uh, In the South, we're working with the Muslims, but we're also working with, and you might say, how come you're doing so much? Well, we've got a team, and we work with a team, and we're a part of all the things that go on. We have a certain role within those, you know, to go in and get it going, and step into the new places, and and make it work, and then bring the ties alongside, and and get them planted into a new work and helping them and encouraging them and, and pushing them. And then when things go wrong, say, my fault, sorry, you know, and all that sort of stuff and just being there for them. So we're working um, down in the south of Thailand and we went to this city and, and it said on that video, and there's like 32,000 people in the inner city, 64 in the outer city, and there's two to 3,000 girls in prostitution. And, and it's like young, many of them, they all, they've all got passports that say they're 18, but a lot of them have been trafficked from other countries and they're nowhere near that age. And, uh, and we're, we're in this place, and we're like, we just know God puts it on our heart to, to do something for these girls. And like, what do you do? So my wife, just being the gutsy girl that she is, she, she just felt, I'm just going to go down the street. One of, one of the many, many streets there. I'm just going to go down the street, and I'm going to go and meet some people. And so she's a blonde, blonde lady, uh, and there's no foreigners there. So they don't see any white-skinned people, so that's bizarre in itself. And then she comes and sits with them and starts speaking their language. It's like... Whoa. And so we just built these relationships with these girls and then built relationship with the owners of these girls. And we were thinking these are evil people. But then as we got to know them, we realized, actually, no, they're not evil people. Well, they're doing evil things, but they're actually their whole life. This is all I've known from the age of nine. They were in this business themselves. So this is their home. This is their community. This is their family. And it was as if God was saying to us, I want you to become part of their family. I want you to get into their lives. I want you to, be, to just love them. Show them my love. Show them how how don't even show them there's a better way just now. Just show them my love. And so we started doing that and just going visiting them and sitting with them and and just um, we had to be there before 4 o'clock in the afternoon because about then they start to drink so they can do what they have to do. and uh, But we're just there with these people. And then we got to know the owners. And as we got to know some of these owners, we realized that some of the most evil people, mafia people and evil it, things they do are so evil, are family people. And, and we're there, and we're just building these relationships with them. And one girl, or as we're building this relationship with her, we got the opportunity. She invited us out for lunch. And so we, we all went to lunch, and this, we went to this lovely place with these pictures on the walls that we shouldn't be looking at. And uh, so we weren't. <laughs> and we're talking with her and just, just connecting on a heart level with her. And we were able to lead her to Jesus what does it look like? She's still a brothel owner. She's still a brothel owner. What's it going to look like? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that Jesus is not intimidated by brothels. I know that the Holy Spirit is very comfortable in those places because He's the God of love, and He just loves and loves and loves. And if you look at that lady, you say she's evil, she's a brothel owner. But you know, when she comes into the presence of God, when we go into her brothel and we pray for her, and we just sing with her or we just we sit there and we pray with her and tears start streaming down her face. You know what? She's no longer a brothel owner, she's a daughter. She's a daughter of the king. She's no longer these men, they're no longer <coughs> they're no longer evil men, murderers, the sons. The sons and daughters. I don't get it. But this is the beauty of the grace of God. The grace of God means that the gospel is for everybody. It's for everybody. And it doesn't matter. I love it how here we have such a beautiful atmosphere and it's such a beautiful place to come. But you know what? And Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit's here. But you know what? It doesn't actually need to look like this for the Holy Spirit to be there. He can be in a brothel. He can be in a pub. He can be anywhere. He can be on a beach. And He is. He is because wherever you and I go, He goes. I, I've decided to follow Him and I've decided that He follows me wherever I go, that He goes with us because we're not just people on our own. We're sons and we're daughters of the living God. There's a fight for the souls of young people in our nation, in our nation of, Thailand, of Australia. Sorry, Thailand is just my heart. <laughs> And the devil is always trying to take the youngest. He always has. History shows that. He tries to take the youngest. But this message we have this is the most liberating, powerful, freeing, healing, guiding word ever. And the author is still alive. He died and he rose again so that you and I can live in this freedom. This freedom. This freedom. And you know what? I love it because he says, when I go, I'll send another to be with you. And he has, and he lives in me, and he lives in you. The Holy Spirit is with us always. He's always with us. When you're at work, when you're in that down place, wherever you are, he's always there. Always. When you look so alone and you can't believe how alone you feel, he's there. He's always speaking. The Holy Spirit, honestly, he's become quite a good friend. Like a very good, like my best friend. Like BFF, who said that? That was fantastic, yeah. (laughs) But honestly, and the more I get to know him, the more I realize how, in some ways, cheeky, how exciting, how adventurous, and how daring, and just how much fun he is. He is fun. (laughs) He's always speaking. He's always speaking to us. We just got to listen and hear him honestly. And it's not hard. Just ask him. If you're going, this is a little bit out of my comfort zone, out of my grid. Just ask. Ask him. Holy Spirit, can you speak to me? Can you teach me to hear you? Just just, because he's always speaking. And he's always doing. And he's always going. And it's a bit like me. A little bit. ADHD. <laughs> you know, and when I start talking about him, I get excited because he gets excited inside me. But like, he, he's excitable. He's so alive. He's so full of ideas and he's so full of fun. Are you all right? <laughs> and, and as I said before, he's comfortable everywhere. He's comfortable everywhere. He's comfortable in your work environment. He's comfortable in the awkwardness of your work environment. He's comfortable in your smoko time. He's comfortable wherever you are. And he's comfortable with you, with you, the way you are. And he's comfortable to speak to you in the way that he wants to speak to you and you can understand him. And he takes us places. Man, he takes us places. He will take you places you don't, that you had no idea you would end up. Me from Bulls to Thailand, it's bizarre. It really is. I never thought I would be there. When we follow Christ, when we decide to follow Christ and we give him the wheel of our life, you just don't know where you're going to end up. But I do know what you'll end up doing. I know what he'll do in you. He will give you love for other people. He'll give you such an incredible love for other people. He'll give you a passion. He'll give you power. He'll give you boldness. And he'll give you things that are outside what you were thinking. It's things that are beyond you. He'll challenge you. And then he'll go, don't worry,
1: let's do this together.
0: You know, he protects us. He protects us. My wife. And he protects those around you as well. My wife was driving a car. We were going up into these hills one day. It was just end of last year, just after you guys came. And um, we're driving up into these hills because we're going to do this first church service in this place where they've been really anti-God, but about 15 of them have come to Christ. And they've been kicked out of the village, and they've had to pick up their homes, their houses and everything and rebuild them in another spot and we're going to start their first church service. And so there's a bit of a spiritual activity going there. My wife's driving the carriage. She's driving along. This guy on a motorcycle, um, open roads, guy on a motorcycle kind of veers onto the road a little bit, but she's thinking, oh, he's just going to stay on the side of the the path there. But he doesn't. He turns straight in front of her, just 90 degrees, bang in front of her. She slams on the brakes, slams on the horn. He does nothing and keeps coming around. She hits him. No helmet. No, no protective gear, nothing. Guy's about over 60 years old. We're like, he hit it hard. The lady in the seat next to him said she saw his head flick, hit the bonnet, and then his body just go into the air and smack down on the ground. Um, In Thailand, if you kill someone, you're at fault. That's it. You're at fault. Um, And you will pay for everything, and um, you'll probably end up in jail. And we're like, and as a foreigner, even more so. So we're like, she rang me. I'm just a little bit ahead, said I've just hit someone. And I'm like, oh, just thinking this could be the end of our Thailand. <laughs> um, but she gets, she to the people in the car, stay in the car. She gets out of the car. She's walking to this guy expecting to see this bloodied mess on the road. Seriously, she's just expecting this. And um, she gets there and there's no blood. She's like, oh, praise God. After a little bit, she's just sitting there and the guy sits up. The guy stands up. The guy walked away no helmet, no helmet, hit by a car, a four-wheel drive on, a, on this dodgy old But He's over 60. He's a frail old man. We just had a little limp. The police came at the end of it. Even stories can change. And, and we, we still should have been at fault because that's what happens. The stories just change. Truth is relative to the circumstance. And, uh, but even the police said, you are 100% in the right, you can go. And we're like, Thank you, Jesus. He protects you and he protects those around you. He really does. You know, we were, he heals too. He uses you to heal people. We were in this village just recently and um, it was another village where they're very anti, very anti, anti-Christians anti because they've got these other spirits, okay? They're being ruled by other spirits. And, and to go with this spirit means that these spirits will then attack you and they'll be angry. You've got to appease the spirits all the time. So we're going to this village uh, We'd been to this village and we get a phone call, and they said, Can you come back to our village? Because this lady said, um, It was this lady and the man that wanted to become Christians because she was really sick and she tried everything. Been to the doctors, done the hospitals, um, uh, done the sacrifices, been to the witch doctor, moved their house, done everything, burnt everything, and nothing had worked. And so they weren't really going to become Christians, they just wanted to try our God. <laughs> and so, because it was the last thing left. So they went to this place. We went to this place. We prayed for this lady. As we, as we were praying for her, I just saw her. She hadn't Sorry, she hadn't eaten for three months. She was dying. She was Seriously, this was the last thing. And so weak. She hadn't eaten. Um, we went in there. We prayed for her. And as we prayed, I just saw her, like in my mind's eye, I just saw her take some food in her mouth. And as she did, this oil of the anointing of God came over. And I just got tingles all over at the same time. So I spoke that out. And I told them, the people. And others said, yep, we believe that. Two days later, nothing. That was it. We walked out of that place. Two days later, we get a phone call from Yinglet, who's the pastor there. said, I just went around to the lady to give her some Milo, to give her some energy, see if she could get some liquid in. And he said she was sitting up. She was eating as I walked in the door. And said then she stood up and she was walking around the room. I tell you what, our God is awesome. But our whole focus is this, a new commandment. A new commandment I've given to you. Love. Love. One another as I have loved you. When he gives a command, he also empowers us to do it. He also empowers us to do it. Through all this, I have decided to follow Jesus. And I want to encourage you, ask you today. Maybe you've never asked Jesus Christ. You haven't decided to follow him. And maybe you're not even sure what it's all about. But I want to encourage you to begin that journey. Begin that journey. And it really is so easy. You see, Jesus is here. He's here right now. And he's actually knocking on the door of your heart. He's knocking there. And he's saying, I want to do life with you. I want you to know me, your God, your King. I want to forgive you of your sin. And I want to give you a new start. Maybe that's you this morning. You've never asked Christ into your life. If that's you, would you just like to raise your hand? and you'd like to do that, and I'd just like to pray with you. Maybe there's people here, and you'd like to do that. Okay. If, you, if you've if you never asked Christ into your life, and I want to encourage you, don't let what I've said this morning just go past, because this is real. Seriously. Everything I'm talking about is so real. I have so many more stories we could tell you what Jesus has done. But I just... decided I've decided to follow Jesus. You know in Australia it's really easy. Even in Thailand it's really easy to just do the Christian thing, to come to church on Sunday to and then just spend the rest of the week working. And that's okay, but it's not what you were born for. It's not what you were created for. You were created to be a part of his church, and his church is not just on a Sunday. Churches every day. You were created to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You were created to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ. You were created to be his representative here on earth. And when when you say, I decide to be that person, he empowers you. And he gives you opportunities every day, every week. He gives you those opportunities. And life becomes exciting. The work becomes more than just the work. It becomes those divine appointments with people along the way. That's that's what we're talking about. This is the Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you you're here right now. God, It's so much more. pray for each person in this place. Lord, I ask that you would help each one of us to live the fairy tale, to live the dream. Your dream for our lives. Your dream for our lives. Your plan, your purpose for our lives. God, eternity is such a long, 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 exciting Fruitful, joyous, amazing time. But we're not, we're just at the start of it right now. This morning I'm deciding to follow you again, Lord. I'm deciding to follow you. I want to give people the opportunity right now. If you want to say, Jesus, I to, I'm deciding to follow you. This message may have spoken to you. I'm deciding to follow you. I want to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. I want to listen to you in my everyday walk. Wherever you want to take me, I'll go. Wherever you want to take me, I'll go. Whatever you want to do, let's do it together. I don't want to do this on my own. Let's do it together. Can we just sing a song?